Welcome to the Creativity at Work podcast, hosted by the School of Business at Virginia Commonwealth University. Welcome to another edition of Creativity at Work. I'm Michael Mullen, copywriting professor at the VCU Brand Center. And with me today is Jason Peterson, Chairman and Chief Creative Officer at Havas U.S., which is an award-winning, fully integrated global advertising company. Jason is located in their Chicago office and is visiting VCU to speak at the VCU's Brand Center Friday Forum speaker series. This podcast normally explores how business leaders use creativity at work. In your case, creativity is your work. So I'd like to start by exploring how the creativity in your life influences your creativity at work. For example, 1.1 million people follow your photography on Instagram, probably without knowing that you're also the chief creative officer for a very large, well-known ad agency. So how does photography inspire you to make better advertising or vice versa? It's a great question. that I think probably people from the outside, there was an article that just came out last week that said this advertising exec spends half of his time on his Instagram account. And I, and, and I actually love the article because I believe that a, a creative leader in a creative life doesn't stop the second you walk out the door. It's a creative life that you choose. I believe that I use, I mean, first of all, I, I got on Instagram and social media as a way to push out my photography as a way to understand social media better than anyone in advertising. Um, and that's how I continue to use it. But I also use it in a way that creativity me, to me never stops. I could be shooting a photograph. I could be uh, making an ad. There's no, there's no difference. While, while I'm always creating and I'm always making, it makes me sharper for my day job of, you know, that's paying my, you know, my salary of making advertisements for, you know, for, for businesses who have really hard challenges that need creative solutions for what their challenges are. Is that because you find merit in the stories that you capture visually on your Instagram yeah, account? You, you know, the, I mean, that gets into the success I've had on Instagram. Why over a million people follow me is because I tell narrative stories through photography. The trick of great advertising, a great photograph, a great piece of poetry, it makes you feel something. It's storytelling. You know, people often say, because all of my images on the surface are black and white photographs, but there's something else to it. I was like, I don't even look at the black and white. I'm looking at what does this image make you feel? What does it make you feel when you see this? There's a deeper meaning behind this that makes you and takes you some other place. Great advertising and marketing communication, especially on the social channels, has to make you feel something, has to make you understand that you can be part of this brand on a different emotional, visceral level than just someone talking at me, which is what advertising has done traditionally. Excellent. You've been quoted as saying that all brands need to find their voice within social media or they're not going to be in existence anymore. I'm wondering if you could elaborate on that. Um, our positioning in Chicago is really simple. is iconic American brands that have lost their relevance in culture. So everything we do drives brands back into what's going on in culture. And a brand's voice is a critical piece of that. McDonald's, in their DNA, I can close my eyes and I know what that brand's about. The problem with them is they haven't developed and brought that pure voice into these new social channels. And instead, they're chasing after what they think are the bells and whistles of social media versus being true to themselves. Most brands, when they show up on social media, act like a weird, creepy uncle. 
mm-hmm. right? And what I mean by that is social media is a party that brands get invited to by consumers on their terms. Most brands show up and people are looking at them and go, oh my God, why are you on my feed? I hate you. Or that's the battleground. Or the other response is, oh my God, this is so amazing. You're my favorite uncle. I'm sharing this with all my friends. Those are the two literally options that you have. It's literally that black and white. My job is to help brands understand this is how consumers interact and engage on these channels. And this is how you can be yourself and act on these channels and get a response from consumers. It's no longer passive advertising, television commercials, print ads, talking at you to create an impression. It's about actual conversations you have with your consumers. And most brands don't know how to talk. So do you think that social is the only way to create a 2.0 conversation? Um, I believe it's the most critical piece of it. It's not going away. We're not going to all of a sudden not have our phones. We're all of a sudden not going to have these social interactions and engagements. It's human nature. We're in a constant quest to be connected to other people. Social media is that, and it's the next level of that. The problem is, is that branding and advertising and marketing is operating in a vacuum like these things didn't exist because it's not they're ignoring that. It's worse than that. They believe they could still operate the same way they did in the 1990s for this new consumer, for this new output of content, for this new output of strategy and creativity, and the entire game has changed. Do you think that's a result of the way agencies are structured and the way that they make money? Or do you think that's a result of emerging technologies like digital, which is uh, far from an emerging know, but, technology at this point? Well, and that's what that's, but, but that, 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 and I understand your purpose behind that question is, but that's advertising things. They look at these things as they're emerging. They're not emerging, they're massive. And you know what? They're massive overnight. And if you think it's hard to catch up to where we're at right now, what's going to happen tonight, what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen the next day is going to be seven times as fast. I think that. The problem is that advertising is set up making money the way it's always made money, traditional media analytics and what is the ROI and these things. And that whole model is holding back the industry, right? To, to, you know, I sit in meeting after meeting after meeting and, and the media side of our industry is talking about how relevant making a television commercial is and how it's still impactful and the biggest platform for brands to, to, to be noticed. And it's just not true because, you know, I watch it. I do it. We all do it. A television commercial comes on and we're back in reality. We're on our phones. We're talking with our family. We're inter- interacting, engaging with what's going on in our real world. When the commercial's done, we're back into that reality. It's background noise at best. Sometimes I wonder if agencies still understand the digital space. I mean, for example, we all know it's not an emerging media. It's been with us since 1994 when the first banner ad came came about. But because that first banner ad came about 24 years ago, and I can remember my own time being in an agency environment back then – there was this understanding that digital was going to absolutely change the world and the agency model had to change because of it. So my question is, though we were told that digital was going to change advertising forever, has it? And if it hasn't, why hasn't it? I believe that it has completely transformed and changed the needs of our consumers and what they want. I think that the advertising agency business is still holding on with their claws dug into resistance to that change. I'm old. I've been doing this just like you. I remember the onset of digital advertising. I remember and saw the rise of pure play digital agencies. I met with all of them. 
These creative leads of these digital agencies, when it came down to it, were creative technologists. At best, they understood code and creative. That's not the business I'm in. Okay, I'm in the business of making content that emotionally moves consumers through a brand's message. And all I want to do is understand these channels better than these nerds, better than these technologists, so that I can use them to create these other narratives. That piece of it will never change. It's a caveman drawing on a new medium. That's all it is. So and that's our, the business I'm in. I'm sorry to interrupt. Are sorry. agencies behind the curve or are clients behind the curve in terms of social media or both? I believe that agencies are further behind than clients. You see it in clients' reactions to, I am so fed up with advertising agencies' offerings. We're taking it in-house and we're doing it ourselves. And this 24-year-old is running our Twitter account. Now they're running all our content. The danger of that is losing brand narrative and the values that ad agencies had. That's why you see like Accenture and other companies coming in and saying, we can do all of this. My point of view as a creative output, as a creative content creator for advertising marketing, all those companies will fail because they don't make anything. The power of a creative uh, uh, voice and a creative creator is that I can make and fill that content with, with those channels with relevant content. So where does advertising go from here? Or more specifically, where does it need to go from here? I could not be more excited about that question and that possibility every single day. I can't sleep at night. I'm so excited about the possibilities and potentials of what's going on in advertising. I think the only way out is up. And what I mean by that is creating amazing, great creative content with a full understanding of these channels and a full understanding of consumers within these channels. Um, like, like to me, the opportunity is, is boundless. And, and for me, what I tend to do when I get stuck, I literally look at what advertising agencies and what advertising industry is doing and I do the opposite. Do you think there's a risk in some social marketing to exploit the culture du jour at the expense of putting forth a message or a concept, if you will, that actually pushes the culture forward instead of just reflecting the culture of the moment? I think I think it's absolutely a problem, and I think advertising in the past has done that. Advertising's model has, here, Kanye West, here's a million dollars, hold this Pepsi. That's not what we're doing. We're creating social content that's embedded into culture. We're partnering. We're working. We're, the whole notion of the other agency I've created called the Annex is about supporting emerging culture at their level on their terms. Then once we get that right and that's engaging, we bring brands into it, but on terms of the culture and what you're sort of doing. Final question. Yes. Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy Page? ASAP Rocky. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today, Jason. Until next time, thank you for listening to Creativity at Work. Thank you for joining us on the Creativity at Work podcast. To learn more about the Virginia Commonwealth University School of Business and our vision to drive the future of business through the power of creativity, visit us at business.vcu.edu or follow us on social media. Also, you can let the creativity come to you by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, keep up the creativity at work.